Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. Welcome to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers podcast. Hey everybody, we're going to do a special episode for episode 10. We've been looking forward to doing this for a while. It took us just a little while to set up, but here with us today we have our special guest, Clyde. Hey guys, I am so honored to be here. The two awesome brothers, I'm just, oh man, I'm geeking out. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Oh man, it's it's really our pleasure. You are sort of the uh, unintentional godfather of our podcast. Yeah, inspiration, you've realized how easy it could be. <laughs> I'm proud, man. I mean, you guys are putting out great content. I really appreciate it. So, last time we and Clyde were together on his podcast, we went ahead and did Final Fantasy VII, and we thought, what better thing to do again, since we're back together again, and we have a whole bunch of footage and everything to talk about with Final Fantasy VII Remake, because when we talked last, I don't think Dude, they, they had showed anything at all. It was just hearsay. You're like, what are they going to do? They're, we might announce it, we might not. We, we think we knew that it was coming. We had nothing. Right. No screenshots, no nothing. Yeah. I think Dude, we've got so much to talk about. We got voice actors, graphics, visuals, gameplay changes, story changes, like man, we've got everything to dive into. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. It even better for you because I remember your biggest thing was Midgar has always been your favorite part of Final Fantasy Seven anyway. So yep. th- we're gonna get an entire like basically, sixty-hour game, like a Midgar. whole, yeah, a whole Final Fantasy VII game, literally based just in Midgar. Dude, I am so hyped! I can't even tell you guys how hyped I am. It's like ten out of ten hype. I love Midgar. I think it's gonna be so neat just getting to see probably all the stuff they wanted to show us because you don't get to see all of Midgar originally, and now like you spend a whole game there. We're going to see new sectors we never saw. We're going to see Don't have to new open characters. Doors. Yeah, new doors. We saw a character in one of the trailers who had no, who, no idea who that yeah, he was. He looked like a, a blonde angel. Angel? Yeah. So who yep. knows who that was? He's probably some elite soldier you're going to have to fight and be a nemesis for. Yeah, who knows? Because it's weird that you think about it, as an ex-soldier, they never once went, hey, let's fight fire with fire. They never right. once did that. Yeah. And we know we yeah. now playing some of the other games. You know about Genesis, Sephiroth, Angeal, Zack, and so they never decided to fight fire with fire and send a soldier after Cloud, which you you think they do? They sent the Turks, who I don't think mm-hmm. are on the same level as a soldier. I think they are. Right. They've always been like floating around that level, but everybody knows Cloud is quite a bit stronger than the Turks. Although I was super hyped to see the, the Turks in the new trailer. Like they were to see them in action. That was pretty sick. Oh yeah, really excited. I think they'll finally get their time to shine a little bit more. Hopefully it won't just be Cloud and his team just beating the crap out of them and moving on like they always seem to do. Yeah. It always makes me laugh playing old games like that, but it's supposed to be a tough fight. But I trained so hard, and we get to the fight, and we win, and it was like, oh man. Everyone's like huffing and puffing. That was such a tough fight. You were so strong. But I'm like, I won the fight in one turn. <laughs> what are you guys huffing and puffing for? <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, there's a lot of things to dissect in these trailers, especially the newest one, but 
how do y'all feel about the visuals of the game? Because I know that that's something that a lot of the fans were really nervous about going into the new content. How do y'all feel how you know, Square is doing visually with the remake? As a whole, I think it's... I think it's okay. Like, I enjoy, so far, I'm enjoying all the character models. Cloud's hair is way less crazy. <laughs> he looks more right. like Advent Children Cloud than Seven Cloud would saw Goku blonde. Yeah. Barrett wearing sunglasses is it, weird. And, yeah, Barrett, Barrett, <laughs> Barrett wearing sunglasses in a city that's perpetually dark. Right. <laughs> For me, I went in crossing everything, all my fingers, all my toes, like, hoping that the visuals were going to kill it. And just right away, when those trailers opened with the train scene and Cloud jumping off the train, I was immediately brought back to FF7, and I was like, visually, this is a total home run for me. I was just, I goosebumps, like instant goosebumps. Yeah, even when everybody was nervously awaiting what the combat was going to look like, when you first see combat for the first time and everything's all flashy and crazy, it's like what you thought it should have looked like is when you originally played 7, because we played 7, and then you watched Advent Children, and it's all flashy and crazy, and you're like, that's not what it looked like when I played that game. Not but at now, all. But now, with new, the new technology and the remake, the game can kind of look as flashy and crazy as Advent Children looked. Yeah, yeah. I was actually... One of the things that... I don't know how you guys felt about this, but um, have y'all watched the demo, including the fight against the like the mechanical scorpion, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've actually watched that one twice. Yeah, how do y'all feel about the kind of new approach they're taking to the combat? I like that they actually added really unique phases to the scorpion jumping oh. around the room and the new kinds of attacks. I thought that was really creative. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually hoping now, because bosses have always been such an important part in any of the Final Fantasies or most RPGs, I'm hoping all the boss fights become more of a staged ordeal, that you're not just standing there mashing on the attack button. That's the, the big worry of action games, but if it's staged and you got to do different things and move around, and is that Scorpion, I've seen two variants of that fight, actually two different versions of that fight now. That fight can apparently go multiple ways. I think it looks amazing, I'm looking forward because you see that fight, and then we can get to it in a minute where they eventually fight. What's the sewer monster? Apps. Apps. I think it's yeah. Apps. And that that fight looks kind of layered too. So I'm I'm excited. You got to think about all the boss fights that we know about in Final Fantasy VII throughout, and like if they put enough effort into it and make set pieces out of all of them, we're in for quite a treat. Oh, because we're talking about like a cool set piece for a boss. Because I noticed the apps and the Guardian Scorpion were fairly similar. Absolutely. Jumping onto the wall and jumping back, except for he threw in a bunch of sewer water. I'm over here thinking, like, what about that murder ball? That giant death murder ball that chases well, that's you gonna out be, of... That'll be, like, yeah. the last fight of... That's going to be the grand finale of this game. If this game ends at Midgar, then that will be the grand finale fight. That'll be... That's a good point, yeah. Bananas. Because imagine everyone have their own vehicle. Because you can't just have everyone, a like, cloud fighting with the sword. You have to have... Too many nuts. I don't know how they'll do it because because of the action combat system. But you would only have at most four people, three in combat. All yeah. the characters you would get, you would only have four. You would have uh, Tifa, Aerith, Barrett, and Cloud, right? Oh, yeah. Speaking of, did you notice in the English trailer that they are saying Aerith? I did notice that, and honestly, I was really shocked. It's really interesting to me that they've kind of just completely owned that. Like, I didn't know that that was going to be a thing in a direction they were going to go in, but yeah, when they said Aerith, I actually did a hot double take. I was like, dang, you guys are really committing to this. Yeah, like, gonna, that's awesome. They're going to stick with it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty impressed, too. I'm kind of glad they did, because that's been a running thing for so long that might as well just... It's uh, interesting that, like, moving forward in canon, her name will be Aerith, right? So, yeah. like, that's interesting that everything else is, like, not canon anymore. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, that's pretty wild to me. Yeah, like, everybody we know, like, even now, people that who didn't play the original growing up, all the people who played 
the new game and talk to us, nobody's going to say Eris anymore. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I thought on that as well in a really good way, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, if you'd asked me of all the things they're going to commit on, I would never have predicted that in a million years. Yeah. Speaking of committing to things, have you did you see the stuff where they are adding in the classic battle system? I did see that, and honestly, I... Man, I am extremely curious to see how that plays out. I can imagine what I think it would play out like. I think it would just be like, take these really pretty character models and put them on a grid and, you know, have them fight the opponents like the old school day. But what do y'all think? We watched a trailer that was completely in Japanese, so we don't know what they were saying, but he was showing the classic system and what it looks like without knowing Japanese is he was showing himself play a fight before and then a fight during the Guardian Scorpion. And at first it showed him playing the regular and he was like mashing on square and then doing the special attacks they have now with the ATB bars. We can talk about that in a minute. But then he had, he went to the menu because you can go into the menu and you can just switch to classic. And when he did that, he showed the controller and he was like not doing any of the analog movements. Cloudus kind of started running around. And, and attacking stuff and guarding and guarding on his own and and the dude would occasionally open the ability menu and do a special attacks it didn't look like it was the way the game was meant to be played to be honest right gotcha so it made it seem boring I, I, classic would kind of sound like a misleading i think that that would give the impression to a lot of western players that it's like the old school ff7 and that's probably going to let some people down if they go in expecting that. Yeah, we see a bunch of, on our RPG groups on, on Facebook and all that stuff, everybody exploded when they announced that. I think they were jumping on before they'd even seen the video. I'm wondering how people were thinking once they see the video, because like what Blake said a second ago, when we watched him start doing that, it was weird to think about it, but it was like when, when he switched to that mode, I was like, this just looks kind of boring now. Right. You have to, Cloud just, just like stands there and automatically attacks, and then you occasionally hit a button and he'll do a, a move of some sort. I was like, I, I don't know. I think they designed the game so much around the new battle system that a classic thing just doesn't seem to work right no more. Right. And did you notice, I think it was during the apps fight, we have summons now in oh, Midgar. Yeah, that's weird. That's super Dude, weird. I saw that. Because your first, the very first summon you get in all of Final Fantasy VII. In seven is Chocomog at the Chocobo yeah, Ranch, that's, right? That's after Midgar. Right. Like that's the first summon. I'm not. Mis- yeah, yeah. You get Chocobo. You're right. Yeah. Yep. It's weird seeing summons inside Midgar. Like it's. I wonder if it was a demo thing. Cause did you play way back before seven came out the little demo disc? Uh, I don't believe I did. No. So originally, I forget what game it came. But back when like PlayStation Magazine or whatever it was called, way back in the day, we'd have these demo discs inside the magazine, and there was a demo of Seven. And when you played Seven on the demo, it was like the beginning up to the Guardian Scorpion fight. But you had all this magic, including the Rama summon. And everybody, and oh, wow. it was pretty crazy. And later, when you play the game, you don't have none of that stuff. So it makes me wonder if them showing, because what they showed was Ifrit. Mm. I wonder if they're showing, like, well, no, that makes sense, because they, they, they gotta have, oh, they're just showing stuff to show off. They would have had to program they would, it in there. Yeah, they wouldn't have made that stuff if you're not going to get it, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. It's really, it's going to be interesting to see how, not only how you acquire the summons, but how they behave in combat. Is it just one big burst of damage, or are they. Are they creatures or allies in combat? It's going to be oh, interesting cool. to see how they, they go with that. Yeah. Oh, you're in for a treat. If you YouTube the app's boss fight, you actually see Ifrit fight. Oh, alongside wow. your party. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. You'll have to watch it as soon as we get off here. We just searched the TGS trailers, and we got the combat one where he was talking about classic, and we got this other, the entire app's boss fight, where not only does he do, does Ifrit in that fight, he does do limit breaks. You see, oh, wow. uh, you see one of Aerith's, Aerith. Uh, Seal Evil. 
think she heals. And that's the still, healing wind. Probably. Healing wind is what she did. So they still have lim- limit gauges. So she does that, and Cloud, of course, does cross slash. It's weird they they keep showing cross slash in a lot of the trailers. They don't show Braver. I don't think she's going to like toss Braver out the window. When they're fighting apps and all that stuff is going on, there's a meter ab- above their health, and it says summon, mm-hmm. and it's just gradually charging up when it filled all the way up. They switch to Cloud, and he hit summon, and all the menus are in Japanese, but. Clearly, Ifrit shows up. There's a whole animation of Ifrit showing up. And then they don't really show him that much because the combat's so frantic. But you see, he turns the camera a bit, and Ifrit's like chucking fireballs at apps and stuff like that. It looks pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. That is sick. Yeah. And it felt reminiscent to 10 when you summoned because Ifrit was doing other abilities. He had to deal enough damage to build up his bar. I saw the bar, and then when the bar is full, he, that's when he did Hellfire. Hellfire. And it was a much bigger cinematic event. Gotcha. But he was slinging little stuff, kind of like in 10, how they have the extra abilities cool, the summons yeah. did. Yeah, excited for you to see that. You're going to trip when you see this. Yeah, this looks, stuff looks so cool. It looks awesome. If yeah, I saw looks- one of the one of the TGS trailers that showed the Shiva model, and it looked absolutely stunning. I was just completely blown away. Like, oh, damn. Like, this is what I imagined as a kid, but even cooler. Like, holy crap. Yeah, we know we have guaranteed Shiva and Ifrit. The pre-order bonus is like a... Choco Chick Choco summon? Chick Summon. A DLC exclusive so whatever, Choco Chick. Whatever that means. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> it's a little chocobo with an afro. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm behind this. So we can, we can go back to, uh, we can rewind back to the Guardian Scorpion. We've seen two variants of that fight. In one version of the fight, I think they're trying to show off the character swapping, which looks super cool when you're and doing smooth. it. It's very smooth. But at one point in that one fight, you see where the Guardian Scorpion put his tail down and picked Cloud up off the ground and was holding him. I did see that. That, that was, was super intense. And that was cool. And they had that super quick character swap. You just swapped a bear and just keep on shooting, trying to get that dude to drop Cloud. He actually didn't do that in the other fight. I thought it was pretty neat. But So the, you can see different parts of the fight play out. I don't know. It makes you wonder yeah. how, how many things could actually happen in those fights. Yeah, and I just love the arenas they built up. It wasn't an arena that had nothing going on. It was like the scorpion hopping around and kind of using the environment really interestingly. There's a lot of really cool boss fight environments in Final Fantasy VII. I mean, apps is in the sewers, obviously, but I remember just, I don't know, so many crazy different arenas. I love the uh, the demon wall. That was one of my favorite boss encounters. <laughs> yeah. Totally smashed my face in over and over again. But I'm, I'm really hyped to see how they decide to tackle that in the remake. Me and Mike were talking about it one time. Do you remember when you're in the Shinra building and you're in the elevators and that helicopter thing shows up? Oh, like, yeah, like totally how, right. how is that going to go? That is going to be a sick fight, man. Like, are we going to fight in a giant elevator? Like, Guardian Scorpion is cool and all, but you kind of you run up to it and just hit the thing. There's just so many other bosses and stuff where so many other things have. And not to even mention, there's nothing stopping them from throwing in new bosses. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I was actually going to ask, how would y'all feel? Is there a line that they could cross that would upset you with FF7? Like, if they decided to add completely crazy story changes, for example, throwing one out there, one that a lot of people are going to be wanting desperately, is a, a side quest or a plot to somehow save area. Is that something y'all would be game for, or would y'all I, be totally against that? For that particular thing, I'm personally totally against bringing her back. It takes away... One of the major plot points. It just takes away from the whole scene and all the emotional impact. I mean, be able to just wipe that away. And I, I'm afraid that Square will, after all these years, as a fan service, they'll put something like that in. And I feel like it just takes away from it all. I wouldn't mind, maybe not in the first one, but because they said they're going to do it epi- episodically, but maybe around the time when Cloud actually falls into the live stream. Let there be a single moment where, like, Caesar? where Aerith like says, "Thank you. I know you tried." Or just something, uh, something just to ease the weight off his shoulders. 
just yeah, a I'm nice touching nice. moment that she's definitely not coming back. She's dead. She's in the live stream. She's a part of the earth. Yeah. And just her to say thank you or bye or just even like like when he goes to wake up, she's the one who wakes him up and he wakes up and then she just kind of smiles at him one last time and disappears forever. I, like just a tiny little she's dead. She does not need to come I back. I think I think they'll show her more. I feel like even after she's dead, I feel like they'll find excuses or maybe flashbacks to keep showing her because of the importance of the character or the nostalgia of the character. Yeah, I can totally see that. How would y'all feel, like, agree with you both, definitely, Aerith being saved would be a massive betrayal of FF7 lore. At least it would completely diminish her death in, in a lot of ways, but how would y'all feel if they changed certain things to make them easier or more obvious? For example, Vincent and Yuffie were two characters that were not mandatory finds in the original Final Fantasy VII. And would y'all be okay with them being mandatory characters in the remake? Do you think it's, it's better to keep them as optional characters? Um, for me, I noticed, I, I got super excited, I'm not sure if Drew caught it, I think they are making them more mandatory, because there's a brief moment, it was the English translation that had the English voice acting, and it did the big show of these hologram drones producing the president of Shinra. I saw that, yeah. And he specifically says, ah, we're under attack from our enemies of Wutai. He specifically yeah, mentioned correct, Wutai, yeah. and that's, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. They're trying to intertwine the story a little bit, mentioning Wutai way earlier, because Wutai yep. completely optional. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I think they are going to make it more. Because yeah. Yuffie's kind of, in all intents and purposes, fairly useless. And right. doesn't really bring anything to the story. However, Vincent, I've never felt that he was optional to begin with, because he has so much story. And he's in a huge story event. He's in the, the Nibelheim Manor. And right. he's a former Turk. And then you dig into his background, you find out about Lucia. And Lucia yeah. is the actual surrogate mother to Sephiroth. <laughs> like, yeah, that's and a, Hojo's experiments. And yeah, he's deeply tied to the lore in Final Fantasy Seven. And Yuffie's and just a be. thief. Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. A, so it's just like... Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think they'll do the... Well, one, we're probably years away from it, but do you think they'll do a world map where you run around and try to find Yuffie in a forest? <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, 13-year-old Clyde is really hoping for it, but, uh, I mean, 30-year-old Clyde is skeptical that that's going to happen. I, I don't know the gamers in 2019 are anticipating that to happen, but I think it'd be pretty cool if they figured out, maybe not exactly replicating it, but... Like, just being totally real with you guys, one of the things that I loved to do as a kid when I was running around the world of FF7 was I just loved to be on the high wind flying around stupidly for hours on end. Yeah. And I would listen to the overworld music and just literally aimlessly drift around and run into things and land and did explore you, random islands. Like, did, did you do the thing with the high wind? I forget what the buttons you do. You can make the freaking high wind fly sideways. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. Oh man, I love that. That's some nostalgia like right there. The yeah, you just like cock it sideways. Yeah. Got that song playing. You just fly on the map till you loop around. Oh man, I was all about that. Before we leave the topic though of betraying the lore, there's one more question I do want to throw at you guys, and I'm really, I'm really curious to hear your responses. So, y'all basically said you're a hard no on Arius getting resurrected or saved in any way, and I totally agree. How would y'all feel if in this remake they actually add a new main character? I don't know if they have the, the balls to do that, honestly. Uh, Adding a new main character? What about a playable sections of Zack? Oh, wow. That'd be interesting. Or I wouldn't... I think it would be kind of cool, because by the end of 7, the Turks realize they're on the wrong side. 
what right. if maybe as a random side quest or part of the story you get to play as the Turks yeah. or That's you're forced cool. to join forces with like Reno and Rude and Cloud together like you get to play with Sephiroth yeah. in the flashback so early it won't diminish because it'll be part of the story, but, oh, man, we need to combine our forces because we re- they realize they're being played by yeah. Shinra. I feel like it's, right. it's such a large cast already. I mean, I'm not sure what kind of character we would need or anything like that. I mean, how many more childhood friends does, Cl- does Cloud actually need? <laughs> he only has the one. Well, I guess one, but, I mean, but it seems like... Do you, th- do you think they would try to throw a whole other per- cast member in them? If they do throw a tenth person into the mix, I really hope it's not somebody new. I would hope it's somebody that's already in the FF7 lore. They find a way to work in an existing character in some capacity. I think one of the Turks could be really interesting, that could be really neat, but, I mean, I don't expect there to be a tenth party member. I think that would definitely raise some eyebrows, but I also think it'd be pretty cool if there was a secret party member. Like, that'd be pretty neat what, to me. But. What if it was, like, going back like, Legend of Dragoon, what if there's a whole brand new character... And that character literally has all of Aerith's abilities. <laughs> oh wow, that's a, that's a really great question because that's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, you could um, just meet somebody else in her hometown later or something like that. Just another little girl running around with a staff, and you're like, I can do it too. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Maybe it could be like Sid's wife or something. I don't know. There's a there's a couple. I'm trying to think of female characters that come to mind that would potentially fill that role. I'm trying to because like, you have the Elena the Turk, but she's more of a punch person. Yeah. Then you have Vincent Lucretia. She's dead. Yeah. Yeah, but she's dead. Well, she is she dead? She dead? No, no she's, she's in the cryostasis. Remember, you have to find yeah. her. That's how you get his limit break. Yeah, but she, yeah, that could be weird if you could find her and then she would join you in some capacity. That'd be strange. What if you go back to Aerith's mom and you're like, I'm so sorry she died, and she kicks up a staff. He's like, No one's hurt my little girl, and, and it just says Aerith's mom's joined the party. <laughs> God. Oh yeah, that'd be hype. It'd be fire. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, fire. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. It'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting. I I don't expect there to be a tenth party member. I think there's already a lot to like live up to it in expectations wise. So they'll probably just try and nail the party members they do have. I think the trailers show a lot more interaction with Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse. Yeah, but we know they all die. It's gonna, I think it's going to show them more, but we all know they die really yeah. early. Because like I've yeah. seen them, but I haven't seen them in combat. I think they're real right. focused on the the nine they have because it'd be real hard to create a brand new whole move set. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be against it. Let Jesse Biggs and Wedge have like a, a, you know even a minor move set like throw a grenade or mm. pistol shot or something you know. But I don't th- I haven't seen them in any of the comp. But maybe they're saving that. Yeah, I have seen them in a lot of cutscenes like you guys all like parachuting down. Yeah, all that parachuting in thing was you got them parachuting in somewhere. In that, that, that I new did. Tra- yeah, that was like, where tough. are they coming from? Like, what's going on yeah, here? Right. There's no parachute. It's parach- like they've written a lot of new content for the game. That I think that's the most exciting thing of all, to be honest. I think people, some mm. of the old, as an old fan, you'd be kind of like, ugh, they shouldn't touch this story. But I feel like those seven is great. The original is very great. It's all, it all, it is very old. Like, it, I don't think it could really hurt from a, a freshening up, maybe. And even if new story and new writing is not great, like we always still have the original game to go back to. Right. And I don't think, because even if they add to it, they won't be changing the core story. Yeah. They're just making, they're just trying to create more emotional connections to when Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse eventually die. You'll be more, oh crap, I really enjoyed them, as opposed to this your five, at most I think you had like, what, 30 minutes of interaction with them? Right. 
Mm-hmm. And the real game, like now they're trying to like make them characters, make them personalities. So when they get taken away from you, it's going to feel. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm going to worry about Aerith. She's going to be more of a character. Yeah, it's going to mean a lot more when they get taken away, and just the way they get taken away. Even like my memory of FF7 and just the the plate coming down and killing everyone. It's just it's like it's going to be brutal, and I'm super super excited to see how the remake decides to handle a lot of those scenes. And in the TGS trailer video I saw. There's like a sequence where they montage through like so many scenes super quickly. Oh man! And my brain is trying to catch. What is this? Is this the exercise scene? Is yeah. This the dress up scene? Is this guy? It's, it's crazy the, how fast the trailer goes. Yeah, I was excited to see because if he's doing the exercise stuff, they've promised the cross dressing. So you know, all this, yeah. the weirdness of how weird a lot of that stuff looked in old graphics. Imagine how much more weird and uncomfortable it's going to be in the new graphics. Not only did you see Cloud doing his little squats, but you saw Tifa just going ham on doing some pull-ups. Yeah, so she, she, got, she got involved, too. So I was like, her. why is Tifa yeah. doing pull-ups if yeah, she wasn't she, there? Yeah, she's, <laughs> supposed to, she's supposed to already, already be in the... In the dungeon, in the Corio sex dungeon. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they try and dance around a lot of those topics, too, because I don't think they're going to go for an adult rating on this game. I think they're nah. probably going to go for a teen rating. Yeah. So it's like, they can't really drop, like sex dungeon references i don't know i mean that's just me like i don't expect them to be like you're my sex slave diva like i'm not expecting them to go there <laughs> it's but t- i mean maybe they will who knows yeah, it's tough because that's the whole point of that dude that's right. that's what he does well, he, but, he, like, it's, it's funny to think like in the 90s that was a teen rated game but in 2019 like is that gonna fly for a teen rated game i don't know no. like see what they do with him so did you hear don corny with how he talked did you hear his uh, vo- did you hear I, his voice actor I didn't really hear his voice actor. Was there something unique about it? I think Blake thinks it was. I, I need to Google it. Blake thinks it was Stephen Blum because he had because Stephen Blum has a distinct voice and it. I could be vastly wrong, but he mm. sounded like Stephen Blum doing a high pitch, like "Hello, yeah, my yeah, Christie's." Stephen Blum. Oh, he's, wow. he's you know who Stephen Blum is. I do not. Let me let me see a picture and see if I recognize him. He's a big time voice actor. He does like Spike, Spike Spiegel from oh, Cowboy okay, Bebop and gotcha. stuff like that. So yeah, yeah laughing man. Blake thinks it sounds like him. I, I kind of heard Mark Hamill, which would which would be a huge deal if they got Mark Hamill in there. But I'm not quite sure if they've said who it was. I'm not I'm not piddling right now, poking around the internet. I think Blake's looking, but I thought it'd be interesting to get a weird, creepy person to do him. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they flush out all the voices and how the reception is to a lot of those voices because obviously we read these lines of dialogue back in the day. So we have very different mental images for a lot of these characters than what their voices might actually portray. So I'm, I'm quite keen to see how a lot of them come out. I think, oddly enough, the voice I'm most interested in hearing, I feel like would be Red 13. Yeah, I am as well. Kate Sith and Red 13, I'm very keen to see how they, they speak. Because Red 13 has that weirdness with his age. Are they going to make him sound old even though he's young? Or is he going to look the way he does and sound young? Like, we, yeah. don't, we don't know what... what huh? It could be the act where he's like... His voice is like, "Hey guys," and he's like, "Hey, he, he, I, 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 I'm he's just a good voice actor trying to lower it deep in his voice, but you can sort of tell something's off." And, and at one point, have his voice crack and be like, <clears throat> "Sorry," and well, give away that hint. In the was Red Thirteen pretending to be older, or, or did we just never ask? I don't remember. He's pretending to be older, so he he is actively pretending to be older than he is. Because okay. in reality, though, he, I think 80. he's like eighty in 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 his, but that's also like a, his grandpa. I forget his name. Bugenhagen, Smoogen, Flugen? Yeah, Bugenhagen, Dugenhagen, Hogdaws. But he was like, he's like, he may be a roughly 80 human years, like 13 or something. but in reality, he's just a teenager in his people. So he has, he's not that mature. Yeah, that's true. Right. 
Are you guys rename him Nanaki? Is that is that y'all's MO? <laughs> I've done that several times. <laughs> every time. Every time I play seven is about now. Dude, I know you guys too well. I knew you were gonna rename him Nanaki. <laughs> I knew it. Oh man. What do you think they'll do with a uh, with Kate Sith voice? And do you think we'll finally hear if it's Kate Sith or Kat Chi, whatever whatever they want to call him? Right, that's really interesting. I'm I'm kind of half expecting it to sound like it's coming out of a transceiver because obviously the voice and the stuffed animal is coming out of a transceiver. That, that'd be cool. Does it come out of, out of the cat or the big pink thing? Well, the cat's holding the megaphone, so he's saying he thinks if it talks, he'd be kind of talking to the megaphone. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, I think it's got to be the cat, but I'm not sure. Maybe the character will make more sense now in new in newer graphics. We'll, we'll be able to try to make out more of what's supposed to be going on with him. Yeah, it's also possible it'll make less sense, but I mean. Keith is a pretty unique and interesting character on his own already. I'm really excited to see how they develop his story in the remake content. I think they have to add a lot to that character, I feel like, because when it turns out, we forgot who he was. I know I know he's a, he's a Turk, right? There's a, there's a Turk back in he's, Shinra. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a Shinra employer. Or a controlling Kate see, from, from a distance, which is already weird enough. They don't explain this guy controlling this guy from a, from a distance, so maybe we'll get more on who that guy actually is. Mm-hmm. And... There's a whole plot line there. All that stuff happens with Kate Sith happens so rapidly and suddenly in the main game. We're like, is he bad? Is he good? I don't know. He came. He's here to help us, and then he kind of betrayed us, and then and you just kind of move on. There could be a whole additional stuff added to that. That whole character could be layered. It'd be neat to see if the guy tried to help you outside of being Kate Sith. Yeah, I do know from when we watched the uh, the Tim Rogers translation videos mm-hmm. that there is a part while you're Cloud pretending to be a soldier and you're going through the Shinra base mm-hmm. you, oh, you one of the rooms you go into there's a guy sleeping on a cot and if you talk to him he mumbles something he's like gotta tell him at the gold saucer and you're like that's strange and that leads you to believe that that man sleeping there is the actual operator behind Cape Sith telling himself, because he had supposedly he had a mission from Singh mm. to meet you at Golden Saucer and join you, to try to help you. To intercept there or something. Yeah. And so yeah, that awesome. single line of dialogue makes you think that you met the guy, but he was sleeping and you didn't really meet him. But I never caught yeah. that until we watched yeah, those yeah, Tim Roger who, videos. Who's going to think about that 20 hours later? I just Googled it, Don Corneo voice actor, and the yeah. number one story is... Yet to be confirmed, fans are desperate to know if it's Mark Hamill or not. It sounded like oh, Mark, wow. Mark Hamill. But they haven't confirmed anything. But mm. there's so many articles like of fans super excited, like, is it yeah, let, Mark Hamill? Let Don Corner do a Joker laugh and we'll find out. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. That'll definitely happen. So we've only heard a couple of the characters speak. Because I know voice actors is one of the biggest deals. It's going to be one of the yep. probably one of the most talked about things. Cloud hasn't spoke very much in trailers at all, per usual. I feel like for yeah. Cloud, Barrett just sounds like Barrett. I don't know if you could go wrong with Barrett, to be honest. Right. Barrett sounds okay. What I've heard of the main characters, I'm pretty happy with. I mean, Cloud, Tifa, Barrett, Aerith, I, I feel like they've all, they're all more or less good choices for the cast. They were cast well. Yeah, I agree. I think they cast a lot of nobodies, because if you go through the Wikipedia page about seven, it doesn't tell you, like, you know, Yuffie and all them, but it tells you Aerith, Tifa, Barrett, and Cloud, and the only person who has a clickable name on Wikipedia is Clouds. And every, yeah. no one else has any information that I can find. I'm sure if I Googled it, I could figure it out, but... Maybe they on purpose would go for lesser-known people, so you're not... Cause a lot of people... There's a bunch of crossover with anime and JRPGs, and maybe you wouldn't want to be playing Final Fantasy VII and hearing voices you recognize from anime. Maybe, maybe that would be... Yeah. I don't know. 
to pull you out of it, yeah. So I, I, I was told that they didn't use the voice actors and actresses that portray the characters in Advent Children. Like, they deliberately steered away from that cloud and that diva, and they went with new talent. And I think that's an interesting decision. I wonder what their logic was in that. That's what I've been told, but I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily true. I wonder if it has maybe something to do with... I don't think they thought about it that much, but with the characters being older at that point. Advent Children, you're dealing with a little bit... How many years is Advent Children after... I don't know, but... At that point, it was older character. Not only that, but that movie's also pretty old now. So you got, you got there's the time difference between how long ago that movie was, and then the time difference between the end of Seven and the beginning of Advent Children. I think it's just different people entirely. I don't, I don't maybe that's who knows if they even right. thought about it that much to be honest. But they Square had to be. I don't know about their Japanese voice actors, but they they had to be hopefully thinking pretty hard about getting these voices correct. Right. Because I can tell you right now, I'm on a uh, just because we're talking about the voice actors. I'm clicking through some of the pictures on BehindTheVoiceActors.com, and most of them, the only thing they've done is this. It's cool. Wow. Yeah. Hey, there's a well, few yeah, of them. It's a pretty big break for you. I mean, <laughs> you do nothing else. You did the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. yeah. Some of those parts they do flash by so fast. Uh, earlier, that soldier—that's yeah, the only thing I really locked onto besides some of the other stuff. But he came on a motorcycle, had blonde hair, but looked like Angels, and had a big. Buster sword and swung mm. it, yeah. but that was it. You didn't see any other interactions. So I don't know what that is. Yeah, definitely new story content coming, and it's interesting watching the characters move around the environments. You see Cloud shimmying against a wall, or you see Tifa doing simple ups or kind of doing monkey bars at a certain point. It's interesting to see the characters moving around the environments, and it feels a lot faster. And the camera angles are obviously different from the original FF7. I'm really keen to see how it all plays and how it all feels. It's given me very third-person-y, action-y uh, video game, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how it plays. Yeah, it's going to be neat, because I wonder, for example, when you go to Aerith's house now, normally it was just a, a, above camera and you're looking out on the house. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's like, I don't know if they like, did full, like, full-blown interiors. Like, if you go down now, and the camera will, like, will it stay behind Cloud, and you poke around the house, and like, actually, it'd be cool to see that house, or it, just one example, but any particular part of Seven to have a completely different perspective and be down there in it, if that makes yeah. if that makes sense. Oh, totally. And getting around the slums and all that stuff. Do you think we'll see other sectors and maybe even parts of Midgar that are above the slums? Because there's rich people somewhere in Midgar. Right, we've got to see it. I'd love to see what it looks like above the plates, and I'd love to see more of the train system and what the other sectors have. And I was actually going to ask you guys, what because this first huge piece of content deals with a lot of Midgar, what is the section of Midgar y'all are most excited for? There's got to yeah. be like an, an agricultural area. There's got to be, like you said, the the upper end, like the rich people area. There's right, the train yards. Yeah, the train tr- There's so many parts of Midgar. I actually, I remember the first uh, the first time in Midgar that like completely blew my mind was the actual wall climb. The, the, the part where Cloud is like climbing the wall yeah, up to like get on top of the plate. That was a mind-blowing segment for me and I'm really excited to see how they render that in a 3D environment. I think it's going to look wild. The views you're going to see it's just it's so hard like just to run through all your memories and try to imagine what all these different things are going to look like and uh, it's it's a whole new perspective of everything I mean even doing the whole when you're running around the first reactor in the beginning of the game like we're going to see whole new they'll probably make it longer there'll be different there'll be different parts of the reactor we'll see we'll 
probably see different enemies and different things will happen. Like I don't think because it's not a play by play remake like that. They've you know they're clearly adding stuff. And it's going to be really exciting to see. Yeah. And you I'm want, also yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Also, it's exciting to wonder. There's got to be people from from the original development team working on this. There has to be some of them, and I wonder if they're tossing around old ideas that just couldn't make it into the original game. And they're like, oh, I remember back in '97 when I couldn't do that. I'm, I'm going to get it in there now. Yeah, and we'll start, yeah. yeah. Two things. Uh, one, because uh, you just talked about old stuff during the apps fight. Do you remember the boss music didn't change? That's super important. Yeah. Have, have you were you listening to the? the were you trying to? I know so much flashing at the screen with. Were you able to hear the audio, the music in the background? I don't think I heard it. No. What was the, what was the cue? No, it was just the at least for the apps fight because you hadn't seen that. But generally, the music I think they're using, from what I can tell, it sounds like the original soundtrack. Maybe spruced up in quality a little bit, but clearly when they're fighting the apps fight, it's the boss music playing. So I was super worried about them changing music. I'm sure they'll add new music or remixes or something. Oh, I hate remixes. I don't want to do remixes because. <laughs> I never heard it, but apparently they did remixes in Final Fantasy X, and I never did it. I never played that version mm. where they did remixes. I don't want to hear that, but I am excited to see that music is a huge factor for Final Fantasy VII. Nobu so they, Yeah, so they kind of... Right. Nobu's sort of... You think he retired, actually. He pseudo-retired from his health, but I wonder if he was involved at all coming back to yeah. work on the remake. They would have had to have asked his opinion. It's his music. They couldn't do it, and Japan is very big on respect. Yeah. I'd assume that they would run stuff by him, or at least if he's sick, someone like his manager, his some someone who has right to, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they wouldn't insult him by going, "Hey, we're doing, we're, we're changing Nobuimatsu's music for the better, guys." No, right? <laughs> no, you're not. One question I want to ask you guys to see how you feel about this is: I don't know if you remember, but like in the original FF7, when you're first assaulting the Shinra building with Cloud and his party, oh yeah, you are prompted with the decision to either a <laughs> go in guns and blazing through the front door, or b go up a hundred flight of stairs. Dude. And I am super keen to see if they retain that decision in the game, and what will y'all be deciding? <laughs> if there's a safe point there, it might try both. You know, I wonder if they'll do actual hundred flights of stairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to run the whole thing and have all the dialogue and all the complaining as they run up those stairs. You run up a bunch. It skips yeah. in the original game. It'd be hilarious if there were a hundred flights of stairs and they're just just whining and complaining. Oh my like, god, it'd be so funny. That'd be pretty funny. Barrett just cussing all the way up those stairs. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the Shinra building for so many reasons. One, I love the music of that entire area. Oh, like, yeah. I love the whole, like, the vibe of it, but it also has these really great mini-games where you're, like, sneaking past guards, or you're trying to open up, uh, you know, chests that you can only, you only have three doors you can open to figure yeah. out how to get there, and, like, there's so many great mini-games in the Shinra building that didn't feel like mini-games, they just kind of felt like an espionage mission, yeah. so for me personally, the Shinra building is probably one of the pieces I'm looking forward to the most in this Midgar section. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge set piece, I feel like. So and much stuff happens in that building. In the aftermath, after Sephiroth gets there. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh, it's totally man. Imagine how blood-covered it was to what it will be. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, that's the... That, they'll be like, this scene is actually going to be rated A-O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. It's going to be intense. It's going to be very intense. Do you think they'll... Uh, keep the mini games in do you think stuff like that ages well i don't know that's a great question i hope if they don't keep it in like a one-to-one -one, i do hope that it's in there in spirit like i hope that there's a way they can take those espionage sneak around elements and they can find a new way to put them in the game Look. um 
I, I really like them. I know that for some people they hated those sections, like waiting for the guards to look the wrong way and sneaking past them. I personally love that kind of stuff. Um, I like, I mean, I, I mean, combat's fun too, and grinding is fun too, but a, a break from combat is nice every now and then, and those kind of wacky segments were always like, I don't know, they were interesting to me, so I really hope they, they make it into the remake in some form or capacity. I feel like with the, the you know the way you move around now that they could probably and who knows how clunky it would be but they could probably do a whole a whole stealth section or do a whole floor because that one part you're just sneaking by like when they're walking back and forth there's not that many guards they can literally put you in a situation where you gotta it's dark or something like that and you gotta sneak through an entire floor without yeah. getting without getting seen it's doable now and they could still have you like jumping through the air ducts and stuff and they could incorporate the whole like all the mini games but into just one one floor that way it's not too heavy-handed maybe yeah what well, i think though i don't know i think they'll make it big it's got to be big i mean the shinder yeah. building is, is right there at the end it's got to be big it's and bold. floors although add new stuff they'll be well, speaking of, you just said the end, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, because besides the music, is at the end of the trailer, the end of, uh, I forget which one, but one of the trailers, all it shows is the aftermath. Did you, did you catch that? I didn't see it. Aftermath of what? Of the plate. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I must have missed it. Because it's just, a, it's literally like oh, the is, last, that, is that what they're standing over it? It's like the last second or two, and it's got Barrett, Cloud, and Tifa, and they're standing on like the railing, and you just see like light coming from outside and then du- just dust settling down two seconds and then the crowd was like oh, was that the plate just dropping or was that- i think it was the plate dropping and then them teasing that we have much more devastation to look forward to yeah jeez because because oh, i wonder if they're gonna have because you talked about adding stuff because right after the plate drops we leave don't we you, right, you go to yeah, shinra and you leave thereafter, yeah it's like i wonder if they're gonna have barrett's already ready for revenge at that point exactly because that plate dropped took, you know, the other three people away. I wonder if they'll have us make it take longer, like, have you walk through the wreckage yeah. and have everyone get more and more angry, maybe have you side crest along the way, or maybe have you go back and maybe check on Aerith's mom or something to make sure that she survived, you know. Like, they may yeah. have you go back through and see the actual damage and have you interacting with people. Yeah. Everybody's dead. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> There's got to be a way to make that more heartfelt, like, or they could just do it very cinematically, where it's like. A well, so, so yeah, the thing is, in the original, when they're standing at the door after the thing, doesn't Barrett just like punch the door a few times, like <laughs> it, all dramatically, like he's like, no, Jesse, and he punches the yeah. door. So or he I might shoot I, his gun off blindly in rage. Yeah, or something. I, I, I don't see him throwing a hissy fit right there in the new one. I don't think that that'll pan over as well. Well, he but, might like it won't be a hissy fit. He might like he's a big man. He might yeah. pick up some rubble or. Just blast a car away and scream. Like he'll, I'm sure he'll have a. Something. It won't be a his. I won't, I won't classify it as a hissy fit. It'll be <laughs> man rage. <laughs> I spoke about the Shinra building and really looking forward to the Shinra building. Mm-hmm. One of the other pieces in Midgar that I think a lot of fans are going to go in super excited to see is just the church, the flower garden, and cloud falling through the ceiling. <laughs> and I think people are super. That, like that is basically one of the holy grail moments of Final Fantasy VII. And it's pretty early in the game. Are you guys are you guys hyped for that? What are y'all expectations going on? Oh well, I mean, I wonder if we're gonna actually see Cloud fall off that part and literally fall like 400 feet and crash through a roof or not, and and for right. some reason not die. Well, he is because yeah. he's soldier. He's ex soldier. He's got some. Well, you saw the is it Reno, was it Reno, Reno that was there? Mm-hmm. It showed Reno and them in the church and so that, him so battling Cloud. That's gonna be a really cool little moment right there. Cause I think yeah. Reno actually attacks him in the trailer because he had some of the. Uh, the Shinra soldier, not Shinra, so the the Shinra guard or whatever yeah. the dude with the three eye helmets. 
yeah. yeah. walking behind him. The church seems uh, real important to Aerith in the main mm-hmm. game, but you don't really in the original game. You don't seem to really do a whole lot there. I wonder if there's if there's plot and stuff that they can for Aerith. Maybe even more scenes with Aerith that matter. Maybe push why that place is so important to her. Besides just the flowers. Yeah, that's where she got her flowers. Uh, I don't know if there is a more significant meaning other than free flowers for the flower girl to sell. But you, uh, based off all the trailers that I've seen, she interacts with Cloud immediately. Like I think she asks him for help instead of "Would you like to buy a fly?" The trailer she like grabs him, "Help me, people are after me." And I think they're really trying to like. In the beginning. Yeah. Did she like grabs his arm or his wrist or whatever? She's like, "Help me." There's people I, I think that was in the trailer, wasn't it? Or am I just making stuff up? I swear. No, yeah, it sounds familiar. I think it could right. have been maybe later in the church or chasing her. I remember that sort of. But I don't remember the surroundings. I don't know if they were in the church. I, th- I thought it was at the very beginning because I, I thought there was like neon lights behind her. Oh, you think the Turks would be chasing her in the opening scene? That'd be in today's audiences, attention spans are short. Yep. <laughs> they would probably want to really get you like, oh, I have a pretty girl being distra- Because some of the kids who are going to be playing this won't, won't have any idea. And they'll they'll right. be, uh, have been told probably, yeah. but they'll they'll want they'll be needs to they'll have to be action from the get go. Like you might have to battle some soldiers to protect her, and then you take her wrist and run away, and she gives you a flower, and then you move on with your mission, and you're like, oh, that's a cute girl, I have a, a little flower, and then you make re meeting her more significant maybe to go ahead and establish her as a character early on. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just shooting in the dark randomly, but <laughs> no, I think you're onto something. I mean that. That church for me struck me in the original Final Fantasy VII because up until that point in the game, you really hadn't seen anything that I would call, I guess, non-industrial. Every set in the whole yes. game up until that point had been subway train yards and the and you know very industrial streets and smoke and steam everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly Cloud is in this really pretty peaceful place. It's there, there's definitely something there symbolic, and I am I really can... excited to see the kind of treatment it gets in the remake for sure. I can definitely see the symbolism because it is very industrial, like industrial, not, not even industrial evolution, but it's industrial. Like you said, the train yards, the reactors, the smoke, the smog, the steampunk yeah. vibe he, everywhere. He, he literally, like, he's like I said, the swapping from literally from above him is like all that stuff. Like he falls out of a reactor, it's all metal and smoke, and then where he lands, and it, like I think it's the first time. Well, you see Tifa's little junky place, I guess, a little bit, but but that's just dirt. It's just dirt. There's no, no, no. Maybe green. it's like the church is, is like the, almost the first place that seems not completely depressing. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's this little kind of safe cove, or this safe space that just feels warm and gentle. But obviously, you know, the church are there to mess things up, and they symbolically step on the flowers and have no remorse about it. And it's like, oh God, it's like these people that represent Shinra, is that represent this toxic company, are coming in here and destroying things. And it's like. Aerith has always been this really pure character, and it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of frame her in Final Fantasy VII, and to see her voice actress's performance. I'm super excited. It's going to be pretty hype. It's going to be great. I'm trying to think, how many bosses are there in Midgar? God, who knows? Because I can only oh, remember... Oh, jeez, that is a great question. I can remember about so six. So even before Cloud Falls, there's that machine thing. Yeah, the, the Air Buster. Air Buster. Yep, yeah. You have Guard Scorpion. I think the Air Buster is your second boss, I think. Perhaps. And then you have the apps, and then Reno on top of that tower. Yeah, and then there's because your party has to split up at Shinra, and some of the people find that thing in the elevator, like the the, the helicopter, thing. the helicopter, and then there's that other thing, the the tank. Look, it's like the robot with like the four wheels. Yeah, where's that? Is he's on the elevator? Is anything? He's called like the death machine, murder machine. 
something like that. Yeah. And then after that is when you fight that giant motorball on the highway. Last thing. Well, you still have the part where Cloud fights the president's son, Rufus. 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 Yeah. So I had yeah, a, you yeah. definitely fight Rufus as well in this one. One on one. I wonder how that game's gonna handle one on one combat like that. It might just yeah. be way epic, like some Budokai shit. Like some Dragon Ball stuff, Dragon Ball Z. You know, flying around each yeah. other. Because it's got the like the over the camera, so if it's solo, it won't be, it'll, it'll probably be way flashier. Because Rufus. He just shot you with the shotguns, all he really did. Yeah, but they, they gotta make him not a punk. Because he actually ends up fighting in Advent Children. He fights one of the those three brothers, Kadaj, Ludz, and the other guy. He actually fights him. So he ain't mm-hmm. no punk. Right. His daddy's a fat punk. But he's yeah. not. Oh. Speaking of the sneaking into Shinra, there's a whole other host of characters in there. All the other, what do you call them, Shinra executives, I guess? Yeah. What's the woman? The woman's yeah. name? The fat guy? I yep. can't forget Hojo. I mean, it's like, um, not Mariah. She's like Scarlet Heindinger. Heindinger? Yeah, something like that. She's a complicated name. And then, because he's the guy in charge of Sid in charge of the market okay, once yeah. he wants to go to space. Hojo and Singh. You'll get Singh. Singh. And then yeah, Hojo, of course. I think. You What's think that woman's name? Because she always wears that red dress. Scarlet. I don't. I, I, I don't want to sound. You think they'll be expanding on all of them, especially throughout? Because if, if they expand the whole Shinra building, we might. It'd be cool to get whole pieces of information more on these characters because you kind of just see them here and there when they try to get in your way more often right. than not. I, I mean, this is going to reveal my age a little bit, but um, I <laughs> really, really love the movie Die Hard and the whole feeling of Bruce Willis like sneaking around the corporate building <laughs> and I remember in FF7 I got I mean I remember getting those kinds of vibes feeling those kinds of same vibes like when Cloud is like listening in to the, the executive meeting and he's in the running around the air ducts and it's like I am super hyped for some of those Die Hard vibes I am <laughs> super hyped for it so I think if Final Fantasy 7 originally come out before Die Hard right? the first Die Hard maybe? I, yeah I think the first Die Hard is in the 80s He's 80s. Damn, I think it's because it's almost it's almost possible that a new a remake of Seven could almost reference Die Hard if they wanted to. Right, <laughs> that'd yeah. be hilarious. Yeah. I think I honestly think Die Hard came out and like it was. I don't know. It don't really matter, but I think it'd be funny if they referenced it. Cloud yeah. Cloud running around barefoot for some reason. <laughs> steps on some <laughs> steps like on some glass. glass yeah. <laughs> and then have there's a lot of window breaking. And have Barrett say "Yippee ki yay, mother sucker." Oh, dude, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Oh god, that's too much. They're not gonna do all that. No, that'd be that'd be too good. But there's the scene like in Die Hard where they send up some Russian agent to go take out Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis beats the Russian guy up, kills him, takes his AK-47, and then sends the Russian guy back downstairs in the elevator with a note sta- taped to his chest that's like, "Thanks, now I have a machine gun." And it's like, "Oh, dude, <laughs> great man!" Like it's, he's running around with a machine gun now, like. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm super hyped. I, I really love this, that sequence in the original FF7, and I'm super excited. I hope they keep those espionage elements. I love the whole sneaking around thing, and I hope they go for it, but we'll have to see. Aside from blowing stuff up, isn't Avalanche kind of a... Isn't their whole vibe kind of espionage? Well, they're eco-terrorists. They do... They're like guerrilla tactics versus espionage. A bunch of hit-and-run stuff, which I guess could still be considered espionage. But it's right. definitely guerrilla because they're a small... They're like five people. Yeah, that's true. So they got it. They can't do anything. Barrett's not keen on espionage per se himself. No, I mean, oh, uh, speaking of Barrett, uh, we've seen, you, you've seen in the trailers how they keep showing Materia and Cloud's handle. And, mm, yeah. And we looked really, really hard in one of the trailers, and we think we glimpsed some in Barrett's arm. Oh wow! 
we think we it was hard to tell but I was just wondering if they're going to interpret that to everybody everybody's weapons have materia that's in them that's super interesting wow even if it's just like one slot and it, it doesn't have to show all of them but maybe glow with the first materia slot you have equipped to it or something but I'm like how would they show materia on like Tifa's fists right. like, it could be yeah. on gloves or... unless they're like gauntlets that go all the way up to like her elbows or something hmm because yeah. the materia is big. If it fits in those giant holes in the back of the Buster store, that's a big hunk of materia. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they decide to interpret that. Because like, I don't even know. Would Case Case just hold materia, or <laughs> he just sticks in his megaphone? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that's weird. What's Red Red Thirteen uses hairpins with weapons, right? It's hair uh, clips, right? Hair yeah. clips or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Vincent's. He, the, he shoot the materia at the people and goes and picks up and puts it back in the gun. I don't. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be. So, I'd be so down for that. Oh man. I'm excited to see limit breaks, but I wonder how far they're gonna go and how they're gonna go about unlocking them. Right. Because they're gonna have to be a different system. Because I remember, especially in seven, when you're training in that that weird junkyard right after you get Aerith and you have like you have to run through like the cranes and the rebar through under the thing I remember training there until I get like meteor rain and stuff <laughs> yeah because yeah, those, man some of those limp breaks were so powerful like oh, man meteor rain over finishing touch any day though yeah crazy damage just super insane damage it was amazing it was fantastic Oh, how are they gonna do that are they gonna like try to make it more um what's the word I'm looking for kind of like You'll find them in books or something, or you just unlock them through level up. I don't know. And yeah, is there, that's interesting. Is there going to be a level cap? Because like, if they're yeah, going to also a big question. If they're going to make it episodic, you can't. Like, is it going to be a long enough game to where I'm going to hit level ninety nine? But then I'm gonna start episode two at level one with none of the stuff. Uh, who knows? There's gonna be like a level cap of like thirty and make it just. Because I'm really hoping if they, even if they do make it episodic, that they're because you know they're going to be make money. They're going to make it episodic, and then when all of them come out, they're like. Final Fantasy complete, and <laughs> then you'll get to right. a whole separate game with all the episodes together. Because they're going to make money off this. Oh, they're going to make their so number one goal <laughs> is to make even more money off yeah. of it. And I yeah. worry worry about DLC. God, because we saw the Choco Chick, which is cool. Give me give me an extra summon, but I'm like, hey, if you spend five dollars now, you can get a weapon pack and get boosters, or you can get. Different materials, or like start the game with like 99 potions or ethers. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm, the, I, I hope they don't interpret microtransactions like that crap. Yeah, that would be pretty frustrating. I think keep it as pure as possible. But I mean, if you want to do pre-order bonuses, go crazy, go ham. People want to people want to pay for it. They want to support the company. When I saw that the first trailer, I pre-ordered that game so dang fast. I did. <laughs> I did find myself nerding out because uh, during the apps fight. It's being all flashing and everything, and then it shows Cloud, and he's using a different sword, and I got excited because I knew the sword. He was the using hard, hard edge. I think it's the hard edge, the one has like the uh, the fan tip, and I was like, oh, he's using the hard edge. I know that nice. weapon. Dang, God, that's there. Yeah, there's such a great attention to detail, and I'm so glad they're taking the time. And I think them making it episodic, even though I was a little skeptical about it, I, I really hope it gives them a lot of time to work on each component and each part, and just take their time and make an amazing product. I'm really hoping for it. Yeah, that, I think I have plenty of time because I think we could chew on the first part of that game for a couple of years, probably. I mean, how many times do we think we're actually going to play through this, re the, you know, the first part? You know, I'm going to play it probably a dozen times if it's yeah. fun, you know, and try to pick and pry everything I can out of that game. Imagine the layers upon layers of secrets and not callbacks, but just the hopefully have hidden throughout that for the, the fans who know the original, the original game, there's going to be so many things to find and do. What would be some cool Easter eggs? 
to find. Jeez. Like just something simple, nothing too crazy, but just a little simple Easter egg somewhere. Oh, God, no and if they reference like other Final Fantasies, or they just reference this, like, this is all about seven. I, I, I would be, I, I'd be surprised if they referenced any other Final Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really hoping that in Tifa's bar in Seventh Heaven, that the pinball machine is the elevator down. Like, I really <laughs> hope they oh. do that. I would be. I would geek out super hard if that pinball machine is the elevator down. It's gotta be. That's, that's such a. I don't want to say important, but that's such a thing everybody remembers is hitting that machine and going down and Barrett's down there railing on that punching bag. What if there's a, a little cutscene and like in order to activate the the pinball machine, you have to play a little mini game and it it can be like you know a pre scripted or whatever it could be a scripted yeah. event, but like it's just a little cutscene of Cloud playing pinball, playing pinball. <laughs> until his score hits seven 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 and then like. Then it activates the elevator or something silly like that. That would be cute. That would be so cute. Oh, man. It's stupid, but I think that'd just be really funny. Just a cutscene of him playing pinball for a second to get a score, and then the, that it activates. Or he's playing pinball, and he's like, oh, no, and then it catches him by surprise or something. He didn't know it was yeah. there. He's got to know it's one, there. Of the, one of the things that I think is this... I don't know if you'd call this a nod to the original F7, but I hope they do this in the remake, is like... When the team is escaping the Shinra building and Cloud rides up in that cutscene on a like on that motorcycle like a total pimp, mm-hmm. I really really hope they do that exact same cutscene like in the remake. Like I really want to see Cloud ride up like a pimp on that motorcycle and be like, "Let's go, boys." He'll have to. He'll, he'll awesome. absolutely have to. It, what you wonder if they'll do a uh, aside from the normal talking scenes, it's the famous cutscene like like that one for instance, all the famous cutscenes. You wonder if they'll just do a one for one remake of those old cutscenes because we're so familiar with them. Yeah. Have that have that that same music because you know the music playing as soon as the motorcycle thing starts. Have that song start and then oh, you, yeah. him yeah. coming yeah. hear that running he'll come, coming down the stairs. Or they probably wouldn't do it, but have, let you play that part where you're like riding around the building or something like that. Come, come down the stairs. That would be amazing. You to play yeah. that part? Kinda. I wonder if the cutscene's more important than let you have control of the scene. The cutscene might be Or more they could turn it into a, a cutscene QTE. Like him... Like, do, do we want QTE? I don't let, let him do like a, a power slide underneath something like as a door's closing and then like someone's shooting at him he holds his sword up to, to block. Like, they could make it very cinematic if they wanted to. Yeah. And I am beyond hype. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. Speaking of like, so we talk about the motorcycle, about that ball scene though. Are they going to keep that mini game in that leads up to where you have to fight the Shinra soldiers on the motorcycles before making it to the end of the? It's got to be in there in some some way or some form. It might probably yeah. probably be more complicated than swinging back and forth. Yep. Or there's, there's there's got to be that. There's also got to be the cloud snowboarding sequence. There has to be. There has oh, yeah, to the be snowboarding. I saw a picture of somebody talking about all the great things we have to look forward to in the remake, and it was just a bunch of snippets of Cloud. It was like Cloud on a motorcycle, Cloud on a snowboard, Cloud on a dolphin, and like all the, all these other. I forget what, what cloud the other thing. Cloud and drag. Yeah, Cloud and drag. But yeah. it was all these different things. Like you remember all these things you're gonna get to do. I'm, I'm curious if they'll do that dolphin thing or not. But that's after Midgar, so that won't be till. Yeah, it's forever away. Yeah. Like, it's four <sighs> or five years from now. I'm trying to think, what else? Because what else could they do? Like what's something? What's a story that you're curious about that you would love to see? I personally, I would love to spend more time with Biggs and Wedge and Jesse and all the members of Avalanche. Like, I mean, it felt like y'all. We talked about it earlier, but I feel like we get to spend so little time with them in the OG FF7. I would love to see more about like what they plan and the kind of missions they go on and what their next target is and what's their plan after they take out all the reactors and. Like, I'd like to see them even trying to recruit people to join Avalanche, and 
maybe even learn more about how they started Avalanche. Like, there's so much lore with that group that we don't ever get to see in the original game, and we don't really get to learn a lot about them in Advent Children. Like, I would love to learn more about Avalanche. Like, me personally, that is one of my biggest hopes that we get to sink our teeth into those characters more in the, uh, in the remake. I'm sure we will. Do, do we even know where the Avalanche name came from? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I have no idea. Same, and that's like that's a tragedy, right? Like. Yeah, like it's a, that's a big bold name. <laughs> yeah. Avalanche. Yeah, I, I put my money on Barrett coming up with it, but. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, you said mentioned other recruits and stuff like that too. There's nothing really stopping them from having a few other a few other members running around. I mean, could could Avalanche really just be the the characters we know? Do we think, because there are other games, there's like Crisis Core and Before Crisis, do you think any of those storylines are going to be interpreted into this? Jeez, that's a great question. I think, in terms of content from Crisis Core, I loved Crisis Core, by the way. I played the crap out of it on my PSP. I yeah. adore that game. Um, I, I can't help but think there has to be content from Crisis Core involving Zack's storyline in the remake. Whether it's flashbacks, or whether it's like just visions of Zack, or seeing him having been to locations or something, I feel like they've got to incorporate some Crisis Core content into uh, into the remake. Because Zack would, Zach would have spent quite a bit of time in Midgar, wouldn't he? Oh, like, yeah. At least in Shinra. Like, people would know who he was. Because yeah. he was a first-class soldier, right? Yeah. yeah, he was a big deal, I suppose. He was a, I mean, first, The first-class soldiers are Angeal, Sephiroth, Genus, yeah. and him. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he high up. Like even if they even if it was something simple like Rufus like when he actually meets Cloud face to face goes huh you remind me of someone and yeah a, be just, great. you'd have to see he just someone and you'd be like and as a fan you'd be like oh we know he's talking about Zach like, it'd be a, like, a nice little and then Cloud'd be like what are you talking about like he would because he wouldn't know his his, his, his amniotic state because he could say that and do kind of like a quick little um, foreshadowing like look yeah. at Cloud and Cloud be confused like what are you talking about. But then, like the camera pans over to Tifa, and she gets her eyes get kind of like wide with shock, like she knows what's he, what he, who he's talking about. Because Tifa knows Tifa. Tifa, she Tifa, met Tifa Zach. don't know Zach. What are you talking about? She he's in the flashback. Zach and oh, Zephyr, right. and they go knee behind, yeah. and she oh, he's right. there, so she would have met Zach. And yeah. Zach, what do you because Cloud was still wearing his helmet? Oh god, yeah. So she easily could. It's have been, weird that he doesn't really reference so much in the original game. It is. It's <laughs> re- he's really absent in the original game, and he it's it's honestly unforgivable almost because he's such a huge part of the underlying story and Advent Children does a good job of spelling that out but yeah I imagine Zack's presence has to be really jacked up for the remake yeah like he's gotta be because we've seen Zack's death in uh, Crisis Core they have to do a full-fledged his whole death scene in, of him in the, saving Cloud yeah, yeah. it won't yeah, be it definitely. won't be in this first game of course but we'll get to a point in a couple of years we're gonna see his scene, which may be almost as dramatic as Aerith's death at a certain. You know, when you watch yeah. what he does to save Cloud, I feel like it was even it was good in Crisis Core on PSP. I mean, it was a good scene. Not the first time, but the second time you go to Nibelheim and you make your way down to Sephiroth's little lounge area, don't you get a special cutscene if you interact with like those giant incubator tubes, where it's Zach the actual truck? Yeah, it, it was either Zack in the back of the truck or him throwing. Or is Zach and Cloud in the back of a truck? It's something I forget. It's been a minute. I feel like yeah. this with Zach saved Cloud at some point, and they were riding back. I think that's part of. And Cloud buries him on the hill, and then comes to Midgar. Takes his sword and like just drags his sword to Midgar. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's funny that Cloud's really—he's just—he's like a it's really nobody. He's just a, a random soldier, but he's like 
I'm gonna pick this sword up and I'm gonna be awesome. And he is. <laughs> like he just like I'm not gonna not trying to sound weird or nothing. When you see him in the game, his arm muscles are popping in that in that trailer because he's he you know of course he's sleeving he's checking he's like look the, he's like Garrett you got a not Garrett Barrett you got a gun look at my gun show and he's like, <laughs> his arm just like so toned and ripped from carrying that sword around I was like geez Cloud calm yeah. down bro I will legitimately never get over how eerie it is to me that Zach is so underrepresented in the OG FF7 like. He's, it's, it's, it's honestly odd and strange to me how little he's referenced, considering how messed up Cloud is because of his confusion with Zack. And it's crazy to me. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see him become a bigger part of the story, because he's just, he's gotta be. Zack's gotta be a bigger part of the story. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we're, we're all here for the gun show. We're all here for Cloud's gun show. <laughs> it, it's, how, how often do they even, do they even say Zack's name in the original? Times. Like once or twice? Like Yeah, once or twice, but it's, it's criminally undersaid. I was going to say criminally a second ago, yeah. yeah it's yeah. It to be so pivotal. Well, because It's weird to think back to it sometimes. You're just like, he was like really important. Like he was there for all the, like, like you said, I forgot about all that stuff of Tifa and stuff like that. Like he was there for yeah. all of this stuff. Because we have the, the cut scene with Cloud in the playground with Aerith, and she talks about, you remind me of my boyfriend. What if we get to get more of that? Like, Aerith has a huge flashback, and maybe you get to play as her interacting with Zack, or you, you get to play, play as Zack. There'll be a cut scene. You might yeah. have her and reference back to the church again, like her and Zack at the church, or maybe even back yeah. at her little hometown. She didn't have a hometown. She knows where her parents are. Oh, it will, she ancient. You know, her, oh, her hometown is the, the, the slums. Because that lady... Who is that woman you talk to at that town, then? Who claims to be Aerith's, Aerith's mom and dad? No, because her mom's dead. Aerith's mom's dead. Who are those people, then, that talk about No, because what you're thinking... Well, that's oh, that's Zach. You, yeah, you're thinking Jesus. about Zach. You Christ. Yeah, it's, oh, man, that's it, Zach's yeah. parents. Jesus you, you Christ. Meet, you meet that whole village of Zach's parents, but Aerith's... You do get that cool uh, in the Snow City where you get to see those really cool flashbacks of Aerith's mom and uh, Hojo. No, yeah. That's Lucretia. Oh, God dang it. That is Lucretia. <laughs> that is. Oh, God. That's too much going on. Oh, God. But yeah, because Aerith's mom's actually dead. She died on the train. She's like, hey, take my kid. And the, she's like, okay, I've always wanted a daughter. Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> Thanks, dead lady. I have right. a kid now. I guess we're, we can go on and on about this stuff rather forever. I don't know how much time you got. We, we want to keep you all night. Right. We can have well, I guess my closing thoughts would be, I went in with super high expectations of the remake, and the trailers have done nothing but reaffirm that the hype is justified, and I can't wait, man. Like, I can't freaking wait. <laughs> I couldn't be. I don't even know if I could be happier. Like I can't even. I wanted to be like we talked in your podcast. I just. I. I wanted to hate it from the beginning. Like as soon as they. As soon as they talked about it, and then the first trailer, you're like, all right, sold. Yeah, I, I can't be mad at this. This is this is dang pretty. Yep. The only thing I'm. I'm sure they'll save it, but I haven't heard a single inkling of that victory theme. <laughs> oh yeah. From right. anything. Where is that? Yeah, like, that's oddly absent. Why couldn't they have just at the end of one of the trailers just? I bet it'll play at the end of boss fights or something. Anyway, yeah, but like if they, if they could, because especially like when they first, like after you beat apps or after you beat the guardian scorpion, they easily could have had the like they could have had it like playing and then the whole crowd would have erupted and then like ended the video right there or something just having to hear the hear the victory theme yeah we couldn't be more excited about it at all because like, they said that they're supposed to turn this is supposed to be what like when you go from 60 hours in Midgard this is supposed to be like 40 or 60 no time right. supposedly or I think they claim 60 hours of Midgard yep 
That is a lot of new content, boys. Because I think originally, what what is Midgar? Fifteen. I think Midgar is honestly about like your first ten or fifteen hours of the game, and then you never go yeah. back. You go back way later for some Hojo stuff. Way later, way later. Yeah. And it's not for fifteen hours though, but you do go back. But oh, wow, is it less than fifteen hours? All of yeah, all of Midgar. Yeah, maybe all together somewhere around there. Anything else you want to add on the end here? Dude, well, I just want to say, like, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Like, I know I've got other projects in the work, works and stuff, and I'm going to have you all on for that, but, like, it's a genuine pleasure to, like, get to work with you guys on podcasts and get you guys into podcasting and having you all on my show, and, yeah, the love goes both ways. I mean, you all have been an inspiration to me, and I'm honestly humbled that you said I've been an inspiration to you, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely a situation where the love goes both ways, and... I cannot wait to sink my teeth into the FF8 remaster. I cannot wait to throw way too many hours into the FF7 remake. We'll be there to talk about it. We're going to jam about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, uh, I gushed on, on you in our episode zero, but you, you were, whether how much you know or not, you were instrumental in this podcast be, being made at all. We had sat on a podcast for a long, not sat on, not made anything, sat on it for so long, listened to thousands of podcasts, and we're just like, ah, we can't do it. It's too tough. That's too hard. And then one day, you just hook me up on, online. You're just some random guy. And I'm just like, cool, whatever. And then we you know, we talk and whatever. And then you talked about Lost Odyssey first. We, right? Initially, it was Lost Odyssey. You kind of from Lost yep. Odyssey. And then I listened to your podcast. And then you invite me on. And then just being on your podcast that one time, it like, I guess, I don't know how to explain. Like, like flip the switch. Like, it just showed how easy it was like, actually I, could be to just yeah. do a thing. Yeah, like, to I, just do it. Yeah, it was like, I could do this. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't that bad. Like I didn't I didn't cry the whole time. That's like the hardest. Right. <laughs> yeah, but we definitely do appreciate you quite a bit. We like, love Scanline. I mean, I've been looking super forward to whatever comes out of. Uh, I think it's an Ode to the RPG. I'm super stoked for that because I love the. I just love oh, talking. I just love talking about RPGs. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's like. It is never pulling teeth to sit down with friends and talk about your favorite games, right? Like, it's just, it's the easiest hour of my week. It's the easiest two hours of my week. Like, editing, that's a different story. Oh, God. Like, editing, it's like, ouch, this, this kind of hurts. But, um, I mean, sitting down to record, it's always a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, it's great, and I appreciate the love. And, yeah, I'm going to keep you guys in the loop. You guys keep me in the loop. I cannot freaking wait. We will have a countdown to FF7. It is going to be epic AF. Oh, man. Can't wait. We'll, we'll we'll do another. Uh, we can do another. Like when it actually comes out, when it comes out, there'll be there'll be a whole another scan line, and then lock stock two episodes again of just talking more about Final Fantasy Seven. Like, if, if there's a new character, we're gonna need two new episodes because that is a lot that I say. I'm man, it's gonna be epic. It's gonna be crazy. Oh, I can't wait. Because they could have, they could have. I don't know. You keep, keep going. I going. keep going. I mean, we can talk for another two hours if we needed to. Oh, we're good though. I think. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the end here? Do you want? No, that's it. I mean, thanks good? so much for having me, guys. That's all. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, we def- super appreciate you coming on. We look uh, look forward to talking to you more in the future, man. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. I'll catch you guys next time on Lockstock. Talk.